before we start this episode, we just want to say that we recognize this is a really intense time for a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, right now between the global pandemic and the Black Lives Matter and police brutality protests going on in the world. There's just, it's a lot. So, you know, we recommend that if you're coming to this as a distraction because you're trying to drown out educating yourself about what's going on, uh, don't do that. Go educate yourself. That's super important. But uh, mm -hmm. for a lot of you who've been doing the work to educate yourself and you really need to take care of yourself and take a break, listen to some spooky stories to Woo! chill you out, <laughs> then this is for you. So yeah, we hope wherever you are that you're safe and you're healthy and you're well and, and we're here for you. Yeah. Podcast form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're proud of you for doing the work. Keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. We have some recommendations at the end for things that you can do or resources if you want more information. So stay tuned to the end if you want to hear more about that as well. chills real scary real silly real stories hey everyone welcome to real chills it's megan Alyssa here and we're gonna bring you another shiver can't whoop, wait whoop. how you doing Alyssa? dude i'm, <laughs> I'm here i'm here uh -huh. for this uh-huh it's nice to be present in something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. It's yeah, been, it's been a lot. It's definitely been a very emotional time. It, it definitely feels like you can't really catch a break. Um, but I mentioned this to you earlier. I feel like taking a little break and getting into the spooky is kind of like a nice way to like break that tension. I don't know. Whenever I feel really stressed out, I like to watch scary movies and just like expect the scary instead of like when I turn on my phone I'm like oh this is a new level of awful that I didn't yeah. ask for so it's like you consent to the scary you consent yes. to be uncomfortable when you're like okay I'm watching this movie that I know is gonna fuck with me yeah right right and a lot of the times it's like okay well this is fair like that guy getting his head chopped off was sort of an asshole you know <laughs> he kind of deserved it I think um yeah I don't know so yeah I'm excited to be here I'm excited I I'm glad to catch up with you. I feel like it's been forever since we got to chat. So yeah. yeah. I love the fantasy of like horror movies are like fantasy movies, right? Like that's essentially what they are. Mm -hmm. Like real life horrors are truly terrible. Mm -hmm. But I want to like, you know, I'm like, you know, what a time we live in where I'm like this haunted doll is bringing me such comfort. You know? yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. God for Annabelle. Like, I right? posted something about like in quarantine, like quarantine's gotten my priorities all messed up because I'd killed to like be locked in a haunted asylum with five of my friends. <laughs> like, like the spooky cabins are looking better and better as long as yeah. like, I can be with people again. Yeah, like, definitely. If we're going to die, then, let's go down with a, at least a party at the beginning. Yeah, let's have some margs. Let's uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> play some music. At least you get the chance to run upstairs, you know? There's a chance to right. do it. <laughs> right, 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 right. Man, I haven't had a margarita in so long. That sounds amazing. I've been uh, going a little crazy. We got a blender. So right. like now it's just like game on. And we get these little mixers from the store. They're like Bacardi. They come in a can. They're just like an ice cube in a can. 
So we've been making like a ton of margaritas over over in the guest house. Damn, this is amazing. They're so good. They are like ices. They're just like lemon ices with tequila in them. Costco mm-hmm. has um, a liquor store in Delaware, and they make alcoholic freezy pops that you can buy. Ooh, and they used to awesome. be like really limited edition. So my really good friend was like, "Hey, if you get a chance, will you get me one?" And so I have this container of them in my closet because I already ate my container. It is just <laughs> it's calling theirs. my name. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I don't, I think they'd understand. Just feel like it was the only thing you had left in the house that you did for survival. Yeah. I do think that they're <laughs> probably like, they're probably not as limited edition as they used to be. I've right. had them for like a year in my closet. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I That's forgot awesome. about them and then I found them the other day and I was just like, God damn. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I don't know. I feel like a blender really ups your, your drink game. Like we've been mm-hmm. doing smoothies in the morning and stuff yeah. too. So it's just like, I don't know. It's those little things that make you feel like you're actually an adult all of a sudden. You're like, mm-hmm. oh crap, I can do this now. <laughs> do you ever eat nice cream? No, what's that? You take bananas and you freeze them. And then okay. you, it's basically just like changing the proportions of a smoothie. So it's frozen bananas mm-hmm. and then like almond milk or milk or whatever, but just like a little bit. And then I put cocoa powder in, just plain cocoa powder. Sometimes I'll put peanut butter in. But when you blend it, it basically is like a soft serve. You can stick it in the freezer for like 20 minutes and it'll like harden up a little more. But it's basically like a soft serve banana chocolate ice cream. But it's, I don't know, it's just like as healthy as a banana. Like a quarter, yeah. I mean, that's what I tell myself, (laughs) even though I eat like twice as much ice cream as I would like a regular amount of like that an sounds ice cream so treat. awesome yeah Dan's been making awesome. the smoothie so we do have frozen bananas in them I've learned okay so I'm fine with kale kale has no flavor but I've learned for myself from trying to be healthy is I hate spinach really I hate the taste like a we fresh made, like, or of any spinach well he put the spinach in the smoothie with a ton of other stuff and he's like yeah I can't taste it I could swear it's the only thing I could taste was it frozen spinach or was it like it was was like fresh spinach well it's it's fresh spinach like that we got from the store that we just throw in the freezer ah see I so I'm this is gonna sound weird but I think for hardcore smoothie people they get it like I put greens in my chocolate smoothies a lot because the chocolate hides the taste oh okay Okay. So if you feel like it's too, like, if it tastes like grass, like if you put it in a yeah. chocolate smoothie, it it's might, better. it Maybe might be put, okay. like cocoa powder in it or something. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Yeah. Cause you have like right a chocolate now, protein powder or something. Like, we made like a spinach salad and I was like, I, I was literally, I literally gagged and, and you know, when like you're an adult and you're like, Oh, I'm not being dramatic. This is just my body actually reacting to this. <laughs> and it's like embarrassing. Cause Dan's like, Oh, come on. But no, it's. You would truly gag because you're like, this is disgusting. <laughs> and disgusting I'm to, Yeah, and I'm trying to be healthy, so I'm not like, oh, I'm not going to eat it. I'm like force-feeding it to myself, and I'm just like, oh. It's interesting that you say that kale has no taste because I think kale has like such a strong, uh, a more strong taste than spinach. That's so weird. I cannot discern the taste of kale at all. Do you like cilantro or are you one of those like anti-cilantro? No, I really like cilantro. Hmm, I'm just a weirdo. Just no spinach. No spinach. It's so Interesting. Gross. It's so gross. <laughs> you know who loves spinach? Who? My dogs. Really? I have spinach oh. growing in my yard, and I'll because I taught them a couple years ago to eat spinach because I wanted to give them treats, but I didn't want them to have like, I wanted something that I could give them a bunch of throughout the day, so they think that they're like 
really special, but it has like no nutritional Aww. impact on them. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, so yeah. I taught them to eat like single leaves of spinach as a treat. That's and so, so now I, when I go in the garden, I'll pick one for them and they'll like chomp away at it. <laughs> well, if Moose likes it, maybe I'll give it an, a second shot. The first couple of times he like spit it out until he realized that was all he was getting. Like <laughs> if he wanted something other than his regular food and he grew to like it. I think that's kind of what I'm doing with this diet is like, it's all I have. <laughs> you need to eat this There's a thing uh, that says like, you have to taste something seven times before okay. you can usually like outgrow or like you can move past it. It's uh, it was on NPR. I don't remember where it was, but I tried to convince my partner Sam, like, you know, oh, you should just try it seven times. He's like, I'm not trying it a first time. So <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, I feel like you're really putting carts before horses. He likes what he likes. Yeah. I like that he stays strong with that yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if he wants to, it's on his terms, but not if I'm like, here, try this. He's just right. like, no. And I was like, I'll try it. It's fine. Well, Dan's done that for me in the past in, like, really positive ways. Like, I didn't like sushi, and then he kept Mm -hmm. just making me try sushi, and then eventually I was like, oh, now I like this. But he does it with bacon scallops, too, like, at weddings, and I hate it. I freaking... Is it a texture thing, or is it the taste? Uh, texture. 100%. Yeah, scallops are a texture that if you're not prepared for it, it's too much. I hate the texture. They're another one. I think that you'll be fine if you skip scallops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't need them. I don't yeah. need them to live. I'm good. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I ate a scallop. Only at weddings. I only see them like bacon scallops at weddings. I, I never see them anywhere else. Yeah. I feel like as appetizers, like at restaurants at the beach, right? Like that's a thing. Yeah. yeah. I've done yeah, oysters too, it. but like oysters don't do like, I don't get the point. I don't, you don't I feel like, like shellfish, maybe. maybe. Yeah, it's definitely like a shellfish mollusks. thing. Yeah. But it's also like I just don't taste anything but sea. Like people are like, Oh, you get hints of this with this type of clam and you taste this with that type of clam. And it's like I just taste ocean. I just I literally <laughs> can taste the sand in this thing. Like that's all. It's gross. Do you also, like I've, fried oysters? I've never had them fried, so okay. probably. I like almost everything fried. So Because I've had like have I had fried scallops? But yeah, I like fried clams and fried oysters and stuff. It's definitely like a different thing altogether. Oh, I'd probably be down for that. Yeah. yeah. Or if like I... clams in a, if you get like chopped up clams and like that butter sauce or whatever on pasta. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, it's the fishiness. If something is like super oceany, I just like, mm. I have a total mental block once it mm-hmm. starts getting too oceany. Got it. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, so that's that's how things have been going over here. Just <laughs> gagging on spinach, you know, trying to be an adult, uh-huh, drinking frozen uh-huh. margs. Yeah, Ugh, yeah, sounds so good. Do you want to get into what we're talking about today? Yeah, sure. Let's do our story. Let's do the story. So we are talking about creepy imaginary friends. Uh, I'm so excited about it, uh, and you know why. <laughs> Tell me now. <laughs> I I saw this picture on Facebook and I showed it to you and it is the creepiest image I've ever seen my entire life. And it's of this McDonald's play place. And there's a little kid and her face is like emojied out so you can't see it. But next to her is this creepy face of like a man. Like you can clearly see his nose and he has like these dark black eyes and he's like smiling at the camera. Ugh. 
It's so scary. And the caption is literally like, uh, we took this at McDonald's. We thought our daughter was alone in this playground at the time. The face on the left was not visible when I took this. And when I asked who is next to her in the picture, she replied, that's my imaginary friend, Vito. Ah, that's no. a new I'm movie. looking at it right now. And it's just so much now. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I can't stop looking at it to the point where like Dan will come by and he'll be like, are you still looking at that? I can't because it's I mean it's probably it's so good it makes me think it's fake that's how creepy the face is but like yeah it doesn't seem like it's warped correctly with like the glass but at the same time like maybe it's hard to tell because like the the child's face like the real living child their face is blocked out understandable so right. it's hard to tell like what kind of distortion we should have expected to see in this. But also yeah. like maybe I'm wrong. It kind of looks oh no. Okay. From one angle it looks like maybe the child was turned around. Like I see what you're seeing. It does look like maybe we're looking at the back of her head. Yeah. But, but I don't maybe not. Maybe they're wearing so. pigtails and they have like some kind of jumper or something on that's like multicolored. Yeah, the jumper looks weird, too. Um, It also is so creepy to me how close he is to her. Yeah. Like, they are, like, on top of each other. Ugh. It's... To be honest, like, exactly what this, like, face, this, like, haunting face looks like, it looks like somebody skinned the face off of a hobbit. <laughs> yeah. And then is wearing their face like a mask. That's exactly that's what it looks what like. It looks like it. It does kind of look like a mask. It's like the features are almost too big. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it looks goblin-y. stretched. Yes. Ugh. Yeah, like the mouth looks like it's too much. Ugh. But it's crazy. When you look at okay, so like in the picture that you sent me, there's like it's like one of those Instagram like here's three pictures in one, right? Right. When you look at the top left one, right, you can see the shadow of what I think is the child's body, like in the tube. Yeah, you can see that. But then, like, what is this dark shadow to the left of it that looks like there's almost like a talon or claw? Is that like another kid from the other side? Because it feels like there should be another shadow of the body of like the creepy face. Right. And I don't really understand how. Is that her? Is that her leg? Like, is that her hands and legs? I don't know. Because I thought like maybe it was like her knees. Like, at the points where there's, like... The way it cuts up, like, a talon doesn't make any sense, either. I want more. Like, what's happening. Maybe yeah. that's a shoe, right? Like, maybe her knee's bent and that's a shoe. But it feels like there should be more shadow. Right. There was, Definitely. like, a person. Like, if it was a person, like, faking it and they were physically in the tube. Because it does yeah. seem like it's hard to... It seems a little hard to Photoshop the tube on top. Right. Onto the face but i'm not a i'm not an expert yeah like the glare at that guy's at at the creepy thing's face is like kind of perfect if they did it yeah like you can see where there's a light in the ceiling that's like shining down on them yeah he has that 2016 highlighter nose that's for sure (laughs) that's gonna be me all summer once i get (laughs) yeah (laughs) once i get that new highlighter yeah check me out I wish I just we knew what it. McDonald's it was, too. Me, too. So we could take a look at it. Yeah. Road trip it. <laughs> I know. Yeah, so anyway, so that's the picture. We'll post it so you can see, so you're not just like, why are these two people talking about this picture that I'll never get to look at? 
We'll post um, it on our Instagram account. I think that'll be the easiest way to find it. Yeah, post yeah, it we'll on post Instagram. Instagram. Uh, it is so scary. Please comment your thoughts if you think it's real, if you think it's, uh, if you are a scientist and you know exactly what is happening to distort this photo to make it look like that. I don't appreciate that as well because I haven't been sleeping at night. No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It's just crazy. So it got me on this like path of like imaginary friends and creepy, awful ones that are actually ghosts or demons. Uh, and in that note, Alyssa, did you have any imaginary friends growing up? No. So I really wanted to be like the kind of kid who had imaginary friends. I thought that's what you're supposed to have. So I tried to have imaginary friends being like, maybe if mm-hmm. I imagine it, they'll, they'll appear. Right. But I just never, it just never happened for me. Yeah. I was like super imaginative as a little kid. So I did have an imaginary friend. His name was Will and uh, he spoke in the wind. How did he speak in the wind? It's so, so like, I would like play like on the swings or like in a hammock and um, I would like talk to Will. And then like, if the wind was really crazy that day, I would know he was like pissed off. Like it was a bad day. Oh. Or if like the wind was really like light and chill and it, we were just hanging out, you know, he was having a good day. So you could only hang out with him outside? Yeah. Nice. And, um, little, little earth spirit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I always thought of him as like, like an 1800s guy. Nice. But, well, especially at your house, that seems like maybe that was his sword. Or nice yeah, or well, that's the thing is like, I don't know if, because I knew about all this stuff, like growing up, my parents told me how old our house was and like about soldiers and things like that. So I'm not sure if it was just like, it was probably just my imagination being like, oh, it's probably a soldier, you know, Will, yeah. like, Will the soldier talks in the wind. So that was my imaginary friend. It was brief. I feel like it was only like a couple summers. I don't even remember my age. Definitely super young, but I just remember like being on the swings or like laying in the hammock and like if the wind would get too crazy, I'd be like, Will, knock it off. And stuff. Yeah. It's like a crazy Would person. the wind change? I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, not enough to, for you to be like, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Like, I don't remember. I'm sure sometimes it did, sometimes it didn't. I'm sure it was just like me being a crazy person in my backyard. So um that an imaginative was... child not a crazy person just a child having <laughs> just, an imagination just being a little kid even yeah. though I have a twin that I could mess with I'd rather just talk to the wind all day <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah I did have an imaginary friend but uh they weren't as creepy as these stories I'm going to get it into right now nice um so I found this article it was on thought catalog it's by Chrissy Stockton and it's called 23 Parents Describe Their Kids' Creepy Imaginary Friends. So I just pulled some stories. I figured I'll just read it, and then we can talk about the story after. Yeah, sure. Um, so here's the first one. When my niece was about four, she had an imaginary friend, which I don't remember the name of. She would blame things she did on this imaginary friend, but also talked about how this friend would watch Scooby-Doo with her. One day I thought, why don't I find out more about this friend? So I asked her to tell me about her. She said, she's a she and she's dead. And I said, okay, does she have a job? And she said, she does what my daddy does, which is that her imaginary friend is a cop. Okay, so then I said, where is your imaginary friend a policewoman at? And she said, right next to where my daddy is a policeman. And I said, okay. But then she said, I met her when I was in my mom's tummy. She touched it when I was inside. Uh, A few months before my niece was born, my cousin Tracy had died. She was hit by a train. She loved watching Scooby-Doo and had a ton of memorabilia. She also was a cop. She was a cop in the town right next to the one my brother-in-law is a cop in, so my niece's daddy. My niece's imaginary friend was my dead cousin. There's no way she could have known all that at age four. That's wild. 
<laughs> that's so crazy. Also, that seems like very like assuring and also exactly what kids do, right? Like yeah. kids just fucking attached to any family spirits that you have. They really do. They find them. They come out of the woodwork. I was looking into that too. So a little bit later in the shiver, we'll talk about why kids might be more susceptible to like imaginary friends slash just ghosts, family relatives, demons. Mm -hmm. Um, But it does seem like a common theme that, that when they have these imaginary friends, they're like past loved ones. Like when I was reading online, it was always like, grandpa used to do this or like, you know, Mary says you're doing a good job. And Mary was like her grandma or something. So Um, I don't know. I, it is kind of, it's weird though, because then like, where do you go from there? Do you start having your niece talk to Tracy? Like, it's such a, like, I don't know what I would do if I found that out. Like if I found out. Yeah. It's so, as you know, that our listeners probably don't, I've been getting into like learning about other kinds of like spiritualism and Mm -hmm. witchcraft and all kinds of stuff. So I've just been like writing the gamut on a lot of different topics. But I feel like if your kid has an imaginary friend, but like the, their imaginary friend doesn't have messages for you, then you just let the kid do its thing. Okay. Right? Or you could like you tell the kid, involved. just be like, make sure like, you know, whatever. Maybe you could be like, make sure that you tell your imaginary friend that like you love them or whatever, right? Like, right. Um, so maybe, because also like kids just have imagination. So they pull that stuff out of places. Mm-hmm. So I think it's always good to like kind of nurture that for children, unless yeah. they're, unless they're just using it as an excuse to be asshole children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I feel like if the if the imaginary friend doesn't want to talk to anybody outside of the child, or like have the child deliver messages, then like that relationship isn't for you. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, it's not none of your it's none of your business. Yeah. I also don't know what like. Uh, I wonder if they come to kids of the family because they're the ones, again, that are, like, open enough. Because, like, if I died, like, my, like, my sister's kid, she doesn't have a kid, but I'm assuming I'm old at this point. Like, I wouldn't mm-hmm. go to the kids first. I'd want to talk to her. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're That's like, what kind of fucking conversation we're going to have with this four-year-old? <laughs> yeah, Great. this is so frustrating. <laughs> Yeah. Do you're like, yeah, I like the colors orange too. Yeah, yeah. that's a great color. <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to go to the light. This isn't worth my time. <laughs> I give up. <laughs> I don't like kids when I was alive. I don't know why I thought I could handle this now. Listen, kid, I'm going to watch your parents bone. Like, <laughs> yeah. Make fun of them. Just rinse them quietly. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's crazy. I also am very wary of that because I've heard a lot of stuff of like demons like pretending to be loved ones to get like mm-hmm. an end to family. So you always got to be careful. Like, I mean, it's, I, I feel like I hate this because I love ghosts, but I feel like most loved ones should just move on. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. don't, don't create that. Like, don't make it so that you're putting your family in danger because they're like trying to talk to you or whatever. I don't know. Or like, yeah. let them move on. Anyway. That's a really weird thought that I never had until I just spoke it into the world right (laughs) right now. (laughs) Because I love ghosts, but, like, it's dangerous to hold on. Yeah, I do feel like it depends on, like, how you let those interactions happen. Mm -hmm. Also makes you, like, more susceptible or not susceptible to, like, dealing with, like, trickster spirits or exactly like Yeah. So if you're just like, yeah, like, sure, your dead aunt, like, she's your imaginary friend like you're just kind of nice about it and Mm -hmm. you know like don't don't encourage it too much but don't discourage it and then like things will just happen as they do 
Right. Yeah. That's the thing. But I always feel like you need to like also be wary. Like anyway, we'll get into it more about like the, the signs that your kid's imaginary friend might be evil. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can just take a quizilla quiz. <laughs> I found a quiz. So we'll talk yeah. about it after parents that are listening. I'll give you five questions. And if they're yes to any of them, get rid of the kid. It's not worth it. Um, okay. So we'll go into this next story. Super creepy. Um, when my sister was about six or seven, she had an imaginary friend named Emily. She told us Emily lived in her closet, wore an old black dress, and had long dark hair, and she was the same age as my sister. Oh, good. That's always a good sign. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, she's crushing it. Just a goth imaginary best friend. Um, my sister played with Emily constantly. My parents started noticing my sister acting weird, just sitting in the middle of her bedroom, whispering to Emily quite a bit, and acting a lot more distant towards them. I remember at a very specific day, my brother was walking by her room and my sister was sitting in the middle of her room, but she turned around and hissed at him. He was scared shitless. He told me it didn't even look like my sister. My parents ran up to her room and I could hear my sister screaming as loud as she can, get out. I have no idea what happened in that room, but I ran to the bottom of my stairs and the screaming stopped. I saw my parents holding my sister, crying their eyes out. She was sobbing as well. I've asked her about it today. She's 24 now. She told me that Emily used to tell her to do horrible things to herself. She actually used to wake up on the roof and not remember how she got there. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Apparently, Emily absolutely hated my parents, so she turned my sister against them. She hates talking about it, so I never brought up that specific night. This all happened at my old house when when we moved to a different house. Emily was gone. I'm not making any of this up. My sister's little friend was a really big deal to my family and messed up things for a long time. Damn. Crazy. Uh, this is like classic horror movie imaginary friend. Like, again, it's like, is it like a tormented ghost of that house or something worse, you know? Yeah, true. I feel like it's always like the kids are like getting out of bed and shit too and are not remembering how they got somewhere. That's all like classic yeah there's like one thing that that reminds me of is one time I went to bed as a little kid like a little kid I went to bed in my bed and I woke up on the couch Mm -hmm. and I was like very very confused because I don't remember how I got there and then the next morning I was like dad why did you take me down to the couch and he was like I didn't I don't know I don't know what you're talking about why are you out of your room (laughs) Yeah, yeah So that was, like, weird, but I could probably slept walk, but it was just, like, one night of it, which mm-hmm. is weird, too. I don't know why I was down there, but. You know, my brother was a sleepwalker, so it's really hard for me to, like, know, like, what is just, like, sleepwalking versus what is, like, Paranormal. some other reason. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think in the case of Emily, there is a little more going on there. Definitely, um, if the entity was, like, telling her to do specific things. It's always bad, yeah, when they're yeah. they're bossy, I feel like. Oh, yeah, totally. Cool. Okay. And then there's one more. This one's, like, super quick, but I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, this is actually from a Quora article, which I guess is, like, Reddit. I don't, I don't really get what Quora is. Quora? Mm-hmm. It's, like, yeah, it's, yeah. Okay. It's Reddit? I mean, it's, I remember it originally was, like, a thing that you could just ask questions, and then people would answer them. That's what so it, it's, like, yeah. Yahoo Answers is, like, yeah, what yeah. I think of it as. Okay. Yeah, so this one is by Shannon Dorothy Parker. Um, she says, this conversation happened in a friend's family. A little girl comes in from playing in the front yard across from a cemetery, and she says, Mom, will you invite my imaginary friend to dinner? 
And the mom responds, she's your imaginary friend. Why didn't you just imagine her at dinner? And the girl responds, she has to be invited. Uh-huh. The mom is cautious at this point and replies, imaginary friends are allergic to cake and we're having cake for dessert. So she'll have to go home. And the child was satisfied with this answer as cake was involved. And then later, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good kid. And then later the mother was outside on the steps alone and felt, it felt like someone tried to push her. Ooh, dang crazy right that yeah. one is crazy that mom is so smart i would totally pull some shit like that like oh sorry your demon friend can't come in ever yeah. tell them i said no and that you're going to church every day for the rest of your life because <laughs> there's no way that was like an imaginary friend that was like a definitely friend. something that has to be invited in not yeah, a good sign that's never a good sign yeah that's so crazy I, I like that answer because I usually like, am also too quick to be like, yeah, they can come to dinner. Like I wouldn't have asked the kid, like why you can't imagine them at dinner. Like not even thinking about the invitation. Like, right. Yeah. So that's such a good point. That's a smart move because I think that I wouldn't know to like ask enough questions. Right. Get the kid to tell me that they have to be invited. I think that's also that comes with being a mom though because it's like why you why why would you even put it so that I could say no you know what I mean like because my <laughs> mom would kid. say no yeah my mom was like no we're not having any more kids over I told you no friends and I'd be, like, Damn it. be friends with your twin but, sister god damn it. <laughs> yeah, you you've got two in. brothers that are twins yeah. and you don't like one of them just hang out with the other one <laughs> yeah so that's such a good point I don't know scary so I'm going to be so skittish with my kids. If they even, like, look at something wrong, I'd be like, we're moving. <laughs> like, yeah, mom and dad moved a lot. And they're like, oh, army brat? No, superstitious. Just very <laughs> afraid at all times. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, that would be me. I, I don't have any, like, I don't, I don't know. There's only so many times you can make Dan check the closet, right? And then you have to go. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so true. Yeah. <laughs> So those are my stories. And have you ever noticed, I don't know if this is true in real life. I don't know if any of this is true in real life, honestly, but um, it's always the mom that catches the shit. Like, it's like, it feels like whenever dad is home, nothing's going on. And then as soon as he leaves, it's like, oh, the walls are bleeding. And yeah, because all ghosts like, oh, are misogynists, you know that. Yeah, they're, <laughs> obviously, I should have known that, yeah. Fucking, <laughs> of course they are. Of course they realized. are. Yeah, so it's frustrating. <laughs> so ridiculous oh my god (laughs) um (laughs) no I never really thought about how it mostly only affects the moms or like the moms are the ones you hear about like I don't know I don't know if that's just because of like how people are socialized to like identify yeah I don't know I don't I feel like I feel like most movies I've seen and of course I can't name them specifically now so sorry if if some dudes out there want to list um but I, I feel like it's always the mom is either like a stay-at-home mom or they just moved so she's home unpacking stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And the dad is always out like on a business trip or he works nights or something. But it sucks for the dad because like he comes home, doesn't see anything, doesn't see anything, and then gets mm-hmm. murdered. <laughs> like, right? That's, yeah. That's like his part of the family is he like he's home for the big finale when everything's like, oh, now we're going to show dad and it's too late. And then dad, (laughs) his mom learned that ghosts can't do this. And she's already like, you know, in a salt covered closet hiding. (laughs) 
but yeah, it's, it's really frustrating. That's the thing I was talking to Dan yesterday about in scary movies that I like, I was like, Oh, does this guy listen to his wife or not? <laughs> Cause it'll tell you a lot about how this is going to go for him towards the end of the movie. Like if he listens to his wife, he has a shot. If he doesn't, he's going to be dead. Like hundred percent every yeah. single time. He's yeah. so dead. Yeah. So I think guys, what you should take from all scary movies is listen to your wife. Yeah. Or you you will die. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The women in your family know. <laughs> they know. Unless know. unless it's a small like small boys also seem to know. Oh, children are like number one, and then mom is number two. Mm-hmm. So little little guys. I'm talking straight husbands. Just husbands. <laughs> like even like single dudes, I feel like pick up on it. Um, but they always somehow make the husbands like not superstitious, not really like believing. That, that mm-hmm. shit's going down. There's also the whole thing of like, don't worry your father about it. It's like, well, right. we all should be worried. It's a fucking demon. Like, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's not like an F on a report card. We should tell <laughs> dad. He should figure this out with yeah, us. Seriously. Yeah, seriously. We need as many brains on this as possible. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so that's, I mean, that's some smart thinking by mom. Thank God. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So, um, for this next part, I wanted to talk about an article I read um, on why kids can see ghost demons. It's by mm-hmm. Jen Engovic on a site called First to Know. Okay, so here's a few reasons. There's only like three. Um, one reason they cite is that kids' brains are proportionately larger than adult brains. What? So, yeah, it's proportionately. Wow. That's so, impressive. Quote, According to licensed counselor and author Karen Good, because during their early years, children's brains are proportionately 135% larger than the average adult brain, they have more vivid imaginations and extended brain functions. They are able to shift from one brainwave state to another in a split second. Um, Continued in the article, um, it, it just means that since kids can't really distinguish the difference between a cartoon or your dead mom, it's easier for them to make contact. So they switch between, like, planes and um, just have, like, a more vivid imagination. Mm. So, pretty crazy. Um, This goes into it a little bit more, too. Uh, The second reason is the brainwave connection. Uh, Younger kids are ruled by their own perception, so their brains can sometimes hear and see things that only only they can. Mm -hmm. Um, As they get older, their perception is altered by their parents, advising them that things don't exist, causing them to lose that perception. Mm-hmm. So this is the one that I always assumed. I always assumed it was just like they're completely unbiased and completely like of their own like imagination and beliefs. So so they're much easier to like get through to than someone who without even realizing it is putting up those walls against paranormal of just like I don't want this in my life. So they don't have that like fear or that fight or flight response, I guess. Yeah, have you ever seen well I know that there's, like, that period that kids go through developmentally, which is called stranger danger. Okay. Where, like, they don't... You know the part when, like, there's a baby, and they'll go to anybody and be happy and, like, mm-hmm. held, and then there's a part where they only want their, their parents, and usually just one of the parents? Right, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I'm sure there's, like, another developmental cycle that kind of, like, goes into that, you know? Yeah, like, yeah where they start to learn they can't trust everything and then yeah. it's harder to get through to them. Yeah. 
And then the final thing is that between ages 11 and 14, parts of the mind may start to shut down. Um, at 11, the brain begins to rearrange. So unless that 11-year-old makes an effort to hold on to the neural connections that are psychic, they can be erased. Wow. Crazy. Yeah. So that's why they think some people are psychic, because for whatever reason, either it wasn't rearranged that way, or they actually held on to that part of them, like the seeing ghosts and being psychic. So they were able to to keep keep it. Wow. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, isn't that crazy? I don't know. I always felt like kids were like more pure too. Like they just willing. Yeah, they don't have the, they don't yet like have senses of morality or assigned like beliefs or like potentially depending on like their how they're raised like they haven't absorbed society or like family religious traditions or whatever, right? right? Like mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So those are the reasons. child again. Yeah. I know. I you, I okay, so let's say that you had a kid. Would you try to raise it so it had more psychic abilities or maintained <laughs> it for longer? Um, if, if they were seeing ghosts, I would encourage it to, the, to an insane degree, I think. I'd be a terrible mom. I would just be like, oh, good, good. Tell me more. I would definitely encourage it. I wouldn't make them. Like, I wouldn't be like, see ghosts. But if they do, I would be up. Hey, see ghosts. Right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, Like, top, you top. don't need any more toys. Ghosts like, are real. Yeah. yeah. Or friends. This. Like, go play yeah. with the ghosts. <laughs> go make some imaginary friends. I've been trying to find online this book that I read um, in the library when I was a kid. I've talked about it before. It's this book on ESP that was written for children in the 90s. Maybe the 80s. I don't know the publication date. I can't find it. Every time I try to look it up online, it's like a shithole of, like, not useful like books for adults about extrasensory right. perception mm -hmm. but I remember like that book was one that gave you like exercises to try and like all this stuff that's um, so cool yeah like and so I've been trying to like find that book because I wonder what it says and I, I was surprised to see there wasn't something um for children that was easily findable now about how to explain like psychic gifts or whatever right um, yeah 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 I don't know. I, I can't imagine having to have like that type of conversation. Like, oh, you see stuff that people can't see. I mean, it's so scary because it could also be like a mental health thing. Like, or just an to... imagination, just like a really vivid imagination. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, um, I was going to say this at the end because um, I feel like I'm being a little harsh to kids that just have imaginary friends. You know what I mean? But <laughs> You're bullying them? <laughs> yeah, like these fucking losers, they can see ghosts. Uh, and should not have any other friends. No. Um, I read like a Psychology Today article or something that said having imaginary friends is like completely normal, natural. Doesn't even mean like they're traumatized or anything. It just, they're usually it's an, an older sibling will have them. Like I'm an older sibling or like if they have like crazy imaginations, that's all it means. They're super imaginative. Yeah. Um, like you said too, you just want to make sure you're not letting them hide behind that if they're like being naughty or something like you just have to be like I don't care what like this person like what your imaginary friend says like you have to clean it up you know <laughs> yeah. so it's there's nothing wrong with your kids having imaginary friends unless let me read this list of how you can tell when your imag kid's imaginary friend is real um and this is by Chelsea Dagner so she gives us five examples when um that imaginary friend is probably not fake so the number one, uh, it has a proper name. 
So if it has like a human name like Jessica or Harriet, there's a chance that it's real versus having a friend that's named like Topsy or something. Uh-huh. That makes sense to me. But I think if it has like a weird name, it's so much creepier. <laughs> like like an ancient name or something? What do you mean a weird name? Like like Topsy or like ah. Mr. Smiles or something. Like I hate that. Mr. I'd rather Smiles is a horrifying name. <laughs> Thank you. I'm I mad just that came you up with it. <laughs> I just willed Mr. Smiles into my kid's life before yeah. we were born. Way to make a tulpa, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. I don't know. Isn't that such a scary name? Like, yes. I would much rather. I'd much rather he have like they have like a full Victorian name that I can look up, like James Andrew, whatever the fourth and I can be like oh I can look that bitch up and see if he's real versus like you know because Mr. Smiley is a demon that's not a ghost I mean to be fair we have a dog named Dr. Teeth I love Dr. Teeth I know and also it's named after the Muppet character right 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 but if you were if like you were a child if my dog god bless him when my dog dies if he comes back to haunt a child a child tells their mother yeah my imaginary friend Dr. Teeth like if I was that mother I was just like (laughs) There's so I'm much like, to unpack with You're that. going up for adoption. Goodbye. <laughs> I don't know what else to do with you. First, I never really thought about dogs haunting people. I love that thought. I love the idea that your dog can just follow if you If my around. dogs don't come back to haunt me, I'll be a little disappointed. I'm going to just say You're it. not a good dog mom if at least one doesn't come back to haunt you. <laughs> That's the rule. In the course of your life, one of your dogs should be haunting you. Yeah. <laughs> That's so weird, though. And then the fact that like, he could talk. Now I'm just imagining, like, Dr. Teeth, like, being like, oh, Dr. Teeth, and, like, talking to kids and That's stuff. That's his voice. You nailed that it. Is, that is exactly what I picture him to sound like. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I love him. So he can haunt me. I've given him permission to enter my home whenever he feels like it. So <laughs> it's totally fine. You'll be um, like, where did this dog pee come from? <laughs> yeah. I would just be so mad at Darcy at all times. Be like, Darcy, uh, why is this dog pee here? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So the second one is sudden violence. So if you normally have like a kid that's super well behaved and now they're acting super violent and super erratic, it may be because they're being visited by violent ghosts. And this is some of this stuff I feel like is stuff you touched upon, Alyssa. Like uh, the next one is isolation. So if the imaginary friend is encouraging your child to stay away from other people and grow disdainful towards you as a parent, it might be time to like hit the history books and see what the. F is talking to your kid. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I'm sure in other imaginary friends, it's common for them to kind of, like, maybe not talk to you as much or maybe push you away a little bit. But if they're, like, making your kid hate you as a parent, that's, like, a terrible sign. Even if it is just an imaginary friend, it's like, what is happening here? Yeah. You know? That's got to be such a bummer. And these next two are, are super obvious. So number four is a stranger's voice, which this one creeps me out so much. Your face is made horrified. <laughs> it's at first it might sound like your kid is making voices already terrible. I hope my kid never makes voices. But then you notice the pitch, the range, the accents, if, if they seem a little bit out there. Check to see if your kid's mouth is moving because sometimes it isn't coming from them at all. Mm. Rude. <laughs> I would be so scared to like have to check my kid's mouth because what do you do if it's not moving like what do you do 
I don't know. Because I feel like in every movie, the child's face is turned away from you, so you can't tell for sure. Yeah. And then they stop talking the minute that you look. So it's just like, how would you even find out? Oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate all of this. And then the last one is just disembodied sounds around the house. So if they get like an imaginary friend and then all of a sudden all of your cabinets are like opening and closing, that's a pretty good indication that it's not just an imaginary friend. Maybe a poltergeist, which is a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. We're like, you know, if your kid is a teenager, sometimes their emotional energy can blah, 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 change the magnetic field, make, make noises basically. But if you have like a toddler they just get an imaginary best friend and now their play toys are just playing for no reason. You got a, yourself a problem. I mean, one of the things that we have now that we didn't have before is like, it's very easy to put cameras to watch your kid. Yeah. In different scenarios. And yeah. so like that, it would be interesting because mm-hmm. I know I love a good YouTube video from Slapped Ham where it's just uh, like, it yeah. can't be explained by ring doorbells, like, right. Or like there's like doorbell cameras, like, yeah. or like from baby monitors and stuff like that. Because, mm-hmm. like, before in, like, earlier times when it was, like, baby monitors that would just go the voice over, like, a radio signal, you could be like, oh, it's just crossed, or, like, you could mm-hmm. just pick stuff up from, like, other places. So it's, like, hard to fully prove it's, like, something otherworldly and not just something that you're just catching on a radio wave. But right. one of the things that upsets me about this list, so proper name, violence, uh, the encouragement of isolation, the stranger's voice or disembodied sounds, is that... Some of these things too, like at the beginning, and this is so horrible to talk about, but like for children who are being abused, whether it's like emotional, physical, or like, like sexual abuse, right? Some of those things, the isolation, like in some cases you could see it being used as like a potential like coping mechanism versus like a true paranormal experience. I don't know. So that's another thing that's kind of, that has to be so hard for parents where they're like, where is this coming from? Or like, yeah. you know. Yeah, this list is just supposed to be playful. It's not supposed to be an actual, <laughs> please don't use this <laughs> as an actual guide for your kids. I'm just goofing off about imaginary friends. If they are doing stuff like this, I would definitely suggest like a, a therapist or something. Because even if, I mean, it could be abuse, it could be just a mental health issue. Um, which it is could totally be some fine. real paranormal shit, which the kid will need therapy anyway to deal with the fact yeah. that they the spirit. Either way, go to a professional. But it is yeah. a good list. I'm just saying. Like, no, you're right. I'm just goofing, and that's why I was like, I was going to end with like a Psychology Today article with the most doctors cited in any of the articles that I I used today. Was Doctor Teeth like, one of the doctors cited? <laughs> Doctor Teeth, Mister Smiles, everybody was in there. And, um, yeah, they all said that, like, imaginary friends are fine. Even if they're kind of bossy, that's totally fine, you know. The the kids tend to treat them as, like, a peer. Yeah. So, like, you know, sometimes their imagination can get away from them and they do some some dumb stuff. But, um, like you said, if they are doing any of this stuff with, like, violence or isolation, like, it is good to just have them checked out, make sure they're happy, make sure there's not something, like, underlying going on there. But if there isn't, it's a ghost and it's worse. No, it's not. I can't believe it. Can you edit that? <laughs> I didn't mean it. I didn't mean that at all. I meant it, you're in trouble, I guess. <laughs> How about um, if there are all those signs, you definitely need to like pursue more help. Yes. Yeah. You're going to, now you're going to need a priest at least. Zach or at Baggins. least like more opinions, right? Like, yeah. 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 Oh, yikes. I know. Imaginary <laughs> friends, man. They're creepy. I feel like that's such a good first date question to ask. Do you want children? Is that what you're asking? <laughs> what are those children? <laughs> no, 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 no. Asking them if they had an imaginary friend. 
just to see how far like into the paranormal they'll go with you on a first date uh, i'm just gonna say meg if you don't do this in a in a this we can just edit this part up but if you don't do this in a set i will because like the concept of like I think that's a good first date question is like, do you want children? But not for the regular reasons, because you need to know if they're emotionally and mentally equipped to deal with a haunted child. Like, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's a whole, I mean, the do you want children question is hard enough, but then it's like, also, what if they have an imaginary friend that starts, uh, writing also, stuff on our walls in your family twins run in your family so i know oh, too. it's such so a creepy. loaded question yeah <laughs> <laughs> what if my twin was just an imaginary friend and she doesn't exist and i lied about her this whole time i wouldn't put it past you i'll be honest <laughs> <laughs> i'm just not that good at keeping it up but like keeping keeping the ruse up but she's real as far as i know at least <laughs> last i checked um, yeah, so that was, like, the end of the, my notes for this. I just wanted to end, like, happier by saying, like, like eh, your imaginary friends are fine. Yeah. They're, they're not that bad. Oh, you know what? And since we're just gonna do suggestions, I wanted, let me at least name this, I thought it'd be fun to name some, like, iconic imaginary friends for you. Okay. Um, to see how you, so there's Drop Dead Fred. Have you yep. seen that movie? I just I saw was that. just talking about it yesterday. I hated it. I can't remember what the movie was about, or, like, who the guy was in it because for some reason in my mind the picture on the video rental image right because that's the only time I remember seeing it's like being at a video store in the 90s right and, like, walking past drop dead fred in my mind it's mixed now with the poster from dumb and dumber yes i i get that because the hair is kind of weird is the guy, is the guy the upside face, down or is he right side he's up? like sideways I think. yeah I think it's like, kind of like same. yeah so yeah i didn't like it he was annoying he was a bad uh imaginary friend i consider tyler durden from fight club an imaginary friend hell yeah that's what happens if you what about bruce willis him. yeah wilson is that oh no bruce willis you're talking yeah he's an imaginary <laughs> friend for sure oh, also wilson from castaway but also yeah. bruce willis the ghost the ghost yeah bruce willis is definitely an imaginary friend he's a bad one he's not good doesn't even well he know. doesn't know a that he's a friend he acts like he's the professional in the relationship yeah. Yeah, those are my, my favorite is the creepy rabbit from Donnie Darko. Oh, yeah. Um, the dragon from Pete's Dragon and Wilson from Castaway. So that's my list. I just wanted to get you guys thinking about imaginary friends in your life. Yeah, who would be the best imaginary friend? None of them. Um, Wilson, probably, because he won't hurt you. <laughs> you know, I told <laughs> you before, Pete. I was, I'm rewatching American Horror Story because I've only seen up through halfway of the season with Hotel. Mm-hmm. But I did rewatch Coven recently, right. and uh, man, everybody who is dead in that world who's an imaginary friend can just fuck is right off. Ever, all everyone in that yeah. show is terrible. They're all they're, terrible. They're awful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But I still a great show. Would recommend. Oh, yeah. I was just feeling fondly for Stevie Nicks' appearance in it recently, yeah. and I was like, I should watch that again. Like, yeah, I forget what happens fun. in this season. Yeah. yeah, I like that. So, man, I can't believe it's going to be summer soon. Heck yeah, yeah. We were thinking we would end the episode. Uh, we talked in the beginning. This is a very amazing and horrible time in history in the U.S. But we were thinking that our recommendations for this episode were going to be related to just things people can do. I mean, if you're somebody with a pulse and a, a conscious, <laughs> then you've probably been keeping up with different 
organizations or outreach campaigns or places to donate. Just to be fully clear, like Real Chills, we fully stand with the people protesting police violence and the death of many um, African Americans and people of color and the mistreatment of communities <clears throat> by police, as well as we support the Black Lives Matter movement. But we wanted to talk about two different things that have caught our attention um, mm. as worthy causes to educate yourself on and consider supporting, in addition to all the other things like bailout funds and right. protesting directly to like other specific efforts. So mm -hmm. do you want to share yours first, Meg? Yeah, sure. So the one that I chose um, is the Okra Project, Okra spelled O-K-R-A. So what it does is it pays Black trans chefs to go in the homes of Black trans people to cook them a healthy and home-cooked meal to no cost to the Black trans siblings. So let's see, it's for Black trans folks currently experiencing homelessness or whose homes cannot support our chefs cooking. Uh, so it's just, it's a really cool project. You know, it, it seems like it, it kind of helps build bond between Black trans people and it also provides nutritious meals to Black trans people experiencing food insecurity. So I don't know, it's just like a really specific cause. It's Pride Month, Black Lives Matter. So I just think it's a really, really cool idea. So, I'm, so that's where I would suggest making some donations. Nice. Yeah, I think that's an awesome yeah. cause. I think that's great. Yeah, the organization I recommend that you check out and consider donating to is the Equal Justice Initiative. From their website, they talk about how they're committed to ending mass incarceration and excessive punishment in the U.S. They work to challenge racial and economic injustice, and their work centers around protecting basic human rights for the most vulnerable people in America. You know, one of the things that's really important is we talk about defunding or abolishing the police, but um, that's the change that needs to happen now going forward. And we also need to think about um, all the people who have been on the other side of that already. So their work with um, working to end mass incarceration, it's super important, super interesting. So I definitely recommend you check it out. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. So, um, yeah, so it's a tough time, mm -hmm. but <laughs> it was good to spend time together. And thank you for listening, yes, uh, you. listeners out there. And check out our Instagram for more information from our show today. We'll post mm -hmm. some articles and we'll post um, links to uh, the, the campaigns we're talking about. And we'll be back soon with a regular yeah. episode. Sweet. All right. Later, Meg. See ya. Find us all the places you get podcasts and subscribe. Visit our website at realchillspodcast.com. Follow us on Instagram at realchillspodcast. Do you know someone who should be on Real Chills? Is that person you? Go to realchillspodcast.com slash submit and tell us more. Special thanks to Valerie Demamber McShane. Artwork by Libby Rindell. Music by Sam Williamson. Real Chills Podcast is produced by Meg Getz and Alyssa Traskowski. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts.